So my friends, our Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich, abundantly rich in compassion, as we sang in the psalm. Today gives us the opportunity to reflect a little bit on the mercy of God, God's tremendous mercy to each one of us, his compassion toward each one of us, and how that in turn should extend uh, and overflow into our love, compassion, and mercy for one another. Peter, as part of this, this is the fourth discourse of Matthew's gospel, the ecclesial discourse it's called, and Peter wants to know how many, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Like how, do I, seven times, like is that on the eighth time, can I finally say, get out of here, like we're done, you've had your last chance. Someone was recently saying to me, and I was actually just earlier today frustrated with a particular group, not personally, but corporately, and I was beginning thinking like, okay, like this is two strike, like this is two big strikes, like on strike three, they're out, right? You're out of here, good American baseball mentality, three strikes, you're out. Uh, and so is that it with forgiveness? Is that how we act? Like this is, you got two strikes. Like on the third one, we're done. You're out of here. Is that how God wants us to act? And so Peter's asking a similar thing. He gives seven strikes, right? Like let's say, is it seven times? And, and Jesus answers, um, not seven, but 77, which doesn't mean um, like, okay, on the 78th time, you get rid of the person. No, it's saying it's this total perfection. And he tells this parable, which in our English translation isn't good because as Matthew wrote it in his gospel, it's much more specific, right? There was a, uh, a landowner, a king, a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. And the first one is brought into him and we hear he owes him a huge amount, a huge amount. Well, that's not how Matthew said it. Matthew gave us a specific number. This guy owes 10,000 talents, 10,000 talents. So what's a talent? A talent, unfortunately, we're going to have talents later with the parable and the talents uh, in November, Um, but a talent is a measure. It's a measure of money. The fact that it's similar to our English word talent, like I have a skill, is purely accidental coincidence and doesn't mean anything, right? A talent is a measure of money. How much money? 20 years wages. 20 years wages. So, at least with the commentary I read, wants to put an average American income somewhere around $30,000 a year, depending on where you live, 30 grand a year, a talent is worth $600,000. One talent. This guy owes 10,000 talents. That's six billion. I'll save you the math. He owes six billion dollars to his master. That is the level of debt he is in to his master, the king. And so, when the master says, okay, it's time to settle up, 
How much do you owe? Oh, you owe me $6 billion. All right. Pay on up. Cash or check. Like your choice. 10,000 talents. And the servant, since he had no way to pay it back. He had no way to pay it back. His master ordered him to be sold. Along with his wife, children, all of his property and payment of the debt. You got to pay back somehow. And the servant then begs him. Be paid. And no, what knows what he says? He doesn't say, please forgive me. Like, please, like, you know, just let's, let's just call it even. He actually says, no, be patient and I will pay you back. Be patient and I will pay you back. T- Six billion dollars? Just be patient. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay. I'm going to pay you back. I promise I will. I'll try, you know. Okay. When we go into debt, against God, we owe a lot more than $6 billion. So a little bit of uh, morality. The gravity of an offense is measured by the dignity of the person offended. I've used this example. If you've heard it before, I'm sorry. I think I use it all the time. Um, But if Deacon Allen and I get into a fist fight, right? Like he punches me in the face, I punch him in the face. He's got some good muscle there, so I'm probably going to be the worst for that. But if he and I get into a little fist fight after Mass, okay, whatever. Like, it happened. We go our separate ways, you know. If I punch the President of the United States in the face, I go to jail. The the gravity of offense is measured by the dignity of the person offended. If If I punch the Archbishop or the Pope in the face, I get excommunicated. All right? The, di- the gravity of the fence measured by the person offended. What happens with our sins? Where it's not an offense against, between friends, it's not an offense uh, against a president or even against a pope. It's an offense against the infinitely good God. God who is infinitely good. And so how grave is the offense when the person offended, the one offended, is infinitely good. It's an infinitely grave offense. Infinitely grave. Worth much more than six billion dollars. It is an infinite offense. I was just reading a little bit of St. Catherine of Siena yesterday. And Jesus, in talking to St. Catherine of Siena, says, Even one sin. All of the good works of the world. All of them combined can't pay back even one sin. Can't pay back even one sin because our works are finite and God is infinitely good and sin is infinitely offensive. And so when we think, first of all, if we think that I'm going to make up for my sins, I sinned, so I'm just going to do something and pay it back. Is that stupid as the guy in the gospel saying, I owe you $6 billion. Be patient. I'll pay you back. You can't pay that back. And similarly, when we've offended God, we can't pay that back. There's no way. We can't afford it. And so, we hear moved with compassion. Moved with compassion. The master, that servant, let him go and... It's almost a throwaway line. Forgave him the debt. 
He actually forgave the debt. Not just like, you don't have to pay me. Let's circle back to this next year. No, he forgave the debt. I think I'm a kind of generous guy. If you owe me $6 billion, the chance of me just saying, no, we're square, you don't have to pay me back at all, like, is very low. (laughs) Very, very low. Good thing God's better than me, right? He forgave the whole thing. Every time we go to confession, every single time, when we bring our sins to the judgment seat of God with his overflowing mercy, and we admit that we've done wrong, and we admit that we are in way more debt than we can ever pay on our own, and we acknowledge that God forgives our infinite debt. He forgives us our whole thing. Here's a secret about confession. It's not like a flip of the coin whether you get forgiven or not. If you go to confession and you confess your sins and you're willing to take steps to not commit them again, I'm going to try to stay out of debt in the future. I'm going to actually take practical steps The priest has to forgive you. Like, I don't get a choice in the matter. I am an instrument for the mercy of Jesus Christ. It's not like we sit there saying, let's decide yes or no. No, we have to. It's the mercy of God. When we go to confession, we honestly bring our sins. We admit what we do wrong. And we're willing to try to make amendments. We're willing to not do it again. We're to try to not do it again. We are forgiven an infinite debt. God is so good to us. He's so compassionate. He's so merciful. There's nothing God won't forgive out of his love for us. When we receive that mercy... When we receive the infinite mercy of God, then it becomes, how can I not forgive my brothers and sisters? How can I hold a grudge or resentment against somebody who's wronged me? When that servant left, having just been forgiven $6 billion, he found one of his fellow servants. Again, bad translation who owed him a much smaller amount. No, actually, again, Matthew tells us the number. Uh, He owed him a hundred denarii, right? A hundred days' wages. By our same calculation earlier, about ten grand. You just got forgiven six billion dollars. And you're going to choke and beat up this guy and throw him in debtor prison for ten grand? And that's what we do. Every time... We refuse to forgive someone who's wronged us. That I decide that I'm going to stay angry. That I decide that I'm going to let that resentment fester in my heart. In my heart. I'm a, I've been forgiven an infinite amount. I, how can I possibly hold a grudge? How could I possibly not extend that mercy I'm $6 billion to the positive. Now, like, I've been so, God is so good to me. 
And when we go to confession, God is so good to us. How can we not forgive each other? How can I not let go these little offenses, and even big offenses, because compared with the infinite offense against God, which he lovingly forgave me in his mercy and compassion, the best way to learn to be merciful is to receive mercy yourself. In seminary, there's some training for how to be a good confessor, right? How to hear confessions and what to say and what to do. But at the end of the day, they say, the best way to learn to be good at hearing confessions is to go to confession a lot. I went to confession last Tuesday. I didn't get yelled at. I didn't get judged. I didn't get a, you know, a stern, no, okay, you acknowledge these things are wrong. Try not to do them again. What are some practical steps? And then I received the infinite mercy of God. And so, how could I not share that? How could I not want to overflow that when someone offended me just even later that day and then asked for forgiveness? How could I not? The best way to learn to be merciful is to receive mercy. If any one of us is having a hard time forgiving someone in our life, the best way to learn to forgive them is to go to confession ourselves, to recognize how we are forgiven, and then how can I not forgive? How could I not be merciful? When we ourselves are forgiven, we are empowered to forgive others. And we see everything in that context. So my friends, this is the mercy of God. God is merciful. We have, maybe saw it, you'll see it in the bulletin, now on St. Francis Church and St. Joseph Church, the big divine mercy images. And from time to time, as we rotate outside St. Jerome, we have the divine mercy image here to show the mercy of God. Right? God's heart overflowing, pouring forth mercy for us. And so let's live in that mercy of God. The Lord is kind. God is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and abundantly rich in compassion. And so let's, if we've been avoiding it, go to the mercy seat of God. If we're holding on to our debt, let's get rid of it. Let's let it go. Let's let God forgive us. And then if we're having trouble forgiving others, let's let the mercy that we first receive overflow so that we too can be agents of mercy and forgiveness.